Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is uh, mid-January. We are setting in the home of uh, Alan and Marley Friedman in Woodstock, Georgia. It's junior, uh, senior, Ben, uh, and Jerry Garrett from Trey J Cigars, uh, all sitting here with you today. And uh, let's see, senior is in Tennessee and Ben is in the Arctic Tundra. Yep. <laughs> and I actually have, uh, <laughs> from what he sent me the other day, I actually have photographic evidence of that. But yep. we, we come to you tonight with a little bit of a different show. Uh, as many of you know, via Twitter, Facebook, or other sources, we lost one of our own uh, last week, uh, the passing of Alan, the cigar savant Friedman. Uh, he passed away at the age of 67 last week. So a bit of a different show tonight. This show is kind of a, a tribute to him and what he's brought to the show. And yeah our lives in general. Uh, he's a guy who had a lot of nicknames in his life. I, I've heard him called the um, the Rain Man of Cigars. I've heard him called, of course, the name that you're all familiar with, the Cigar Savant. And uh, more importantly than that, uh, I think all of us sitting here tonight just called him friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a very special guy, uh, warm heart and as as he has done for me and for the Garrett family many times, would open his uh, open his home in a heartbeat uh, yeah. to any of us that were coming down here. Uh, and his balcony uh, has become a hot spot, <laughs> at least in our cigar world, uh, a bit of a hot spot there where we all get together and share cigars on a regular basis and have fun and crack jokes. So it's definitely um, definitely a somber time for us and uh, kind of for the cigar world in general. Uh, truthfully, Alan, uh, you know, he was a, a Vietnam veteran. He had a PhD and probably forgot more about cigars than I may ever actually know. But uh, probably yeah. all of us put together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. true, true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's amazing to uh, we were you know kind of cataloging his cigar collection and just an amazing amount of unique cigars that he's collected over the years and. One of what I would assume is one of the world's largest collections of ashtrays, cutters, and lighters. Uh, and the only person I've ever met who had a bobblehead modeled after himself. That is true. That <laughs> he, even has a, he even has a cigar. Uh, and actually, uh, the, the resemblance is quite striking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm setting about, uh, I don't know, three feet from it right now. Yeah. Just much shorter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit shorter for sure. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's a different show for us for sure. You know, we we just wanted to kind of get together tonight and you know share stories and things like that. Uh, what we're going to do now, though, uh, the last thing that he actually recorded for us was uh, this is back in mid November uh, before he fell ill, and it was essentially he was not smoking a cigar that night because he was a little under the weather. But he uh, wanted to talk to everybody about how he goes about. Um, you know, reviewing cigars and his process, because honestly, it's a question that he got quite a lot. Uh, so you'll hear about nine, roughly nine and a half minutes worth of audio uh, with that segment, and then we'll all come back together 
and uh, you know, just talk about that and share some stories. I had decided that I wasn't going to review a cigar, but talk about how I go about reviewing cigars. Because I get this question all the time, and people will say to me, oh, you, you have an incredible palate. You know, how, how is it that you review these cigars? So I, I thought I would discuss that. And first of all, the, in many, many cases, cigars have been assigned to me, where we've had deals with cigar shops where they were actually the, the sponsor of the cigar, or we had a specific manufacturer that might provide us cigars and, and say specifically, you know, I'd like you to review X. So when you get to pick your own cigar, it's really neat because you get, of course, a much bigger choice. You don't have anybody saying, hey, smoke this or hey, smoke that. And first of all, when you open the box or you open the package and you're looking at the cigar, you know, there is an aesthetic to it. How does the cigar look? The Depending upon whether it's a box press you know, or whether it's a Parejo, or whether it's a Figurado, uh, it's going to have a little bit of a different taste, even within the same blends. Also, the size of the cigar can change the taste. And, you know, most cigars are blended as Coronas. Then it gets made into a Robusto, or it's you know, made into a Churchill, and the blends get expanded. And in most cases, whether it is a Petite Corona or whether it's an A, the manufacturer wants the cigar to have the same characteristics and the same taste. And there's an anticipation of what you might expect based on the shape of the cigar, the size of the cigar, and what you know from, um, let's say, advertising or what somebody in a cigar shop has, has told you about um, the makeup of the cigar. When I go to do these reviews, I do them alone. I'm, I, I'm never in a cigar shop. You know, I, I'm never at an event um, I don't want people sitting around me because I need to focus on the cigar. So when I do a review, when I'm really going for what does this taste like? How does the cigar hit me? How does it make me feel? I want to be alone. This weekend, uh, Enrique Sanchez came into town and I met him at uh, one of the shops and I got to smoke the Sapphire, the Blue Label. You know, he said to me, how do you like it? And basically, you know, with all the people that were around and, you know, all the, you might say, eye candy that was going on and the conversation, all I could really say was, I'm enjoying it. I like it. You know, this is a good cigar. But I couldn't tell you it had, you know, flavors of uh, an old saddle and blueberries, you know, that, that I couldn't do. The next day, because I bought several of them, 
you know, I am able to sit alone, smoke it, uh, not only enjoy it, but focus on it and get the uh, real flavors and the real the hints and all of those things from the cigar itself. So I'm always alone. And I do go through a, a ritual of cutting the cigar, you know, making sure that that cut is perfect so that I can indeed taste all the flavors. I go through the routine of, um, or, or the ritual of lighting the cigar so that I'm not burning it or, or charring it up too badly. With each draw, with each puff, I am thinking about the cigar. How is the draw? Is it is it too easy? Is it too tight? Or is it just right? So I kind of do the uh, Goldilocks approach with it. Then I start thinking about what do I taste? You know, it's not like you're putting in a, a, a pizza in your mouth, you know, or a hoagie and getting flavors of uh, ham or tomato sauce or, or even bread. With the cigar, you're going to get feelings. This is reminiscent of salt. This is reminiscent of white pepper. Uh, this is reminiscent of red pepper. I taste a hint of uh, blueberry. I taste a hint of raisin. I taste a hint of cashew nuts. But with each puff, I am trying to see what does that smoke remind me of. And then I'll make notes where almost on every puff, it's changing. And then you have other cigars that are uh, very monotone. So they're actually easier to review. I also do not get involved with what do I taste during the first third? What do I taste during the second third? What do I taste during the final third? It's a continuous what do I taste? How does it make me feel? What is it reminiscent of? And then I make those notes. Then after the cigar is completed, I think about, okay, overall, how did the cigar make me feel? Did I really enjoy it? Or was it just a cigar that I was smoking? And in some cases, you do smoke cigars that are absolutely phenomenal. And you say to yourself, you know, I, I've got to make this a regular cigar you know, as part of my rotation, or you go, eh, you know, if I never had another one of these, eh, that would be okay too. Once I've completed the cigar and completed my notes on how it makes me feel, then I want to know what other people have said and what other people think compared to what I tasted, what I felt, what I experienced. So I will actually research the cigar and see what other people had to say. And sometimes my tastes, my experiences are just exactly right on with other people 
and what they have had to say. And sometimes I go, I didn't taste that. I didn't experience that. I didn't get that feeling. And that's perfectly okay because everybody's tastes are different. One of the things I don't want to have happen. Another thing that I do is I want to research the cigar company, the, the blenders if I can, the factory if I can get information on it. And I want to know what is the backstory because I think those backstories are some of the absolute most interesting things there is about a cigar. I think it just completely and totally enhances your experience with the cigar to know that they blended it for a specific reason. Uh, another thing that I want to know is the, the anatomy of the cigar. Okay, specifically, what was the binder? What was the filler? You know, what was the wrapper? Where did they come from? Then I like to put all of this together and write the review. And that's how I do it. Pretty complicated, huh? So, I mean, I, I just got done listening to it as I was coming home from work. And, uh, you know, he does go through and describe the technical steps of the process that he gets to reviewing the cigars. But it wasn't so much just the steps that he took. It was, to me, this was the most prominent feature of Alan. It was, it was his knowledge, but it was, it was his passion for that, to find the knowledge. It wasn't just doing it for review's sake. He was passionate about learning about the cigar, about the story of it, uh, any details, any, anything interesting, any interesting facts about it. Um, he really dove all the way to the end with any review that he did. And he was, he was just so enthusiastic about sharing his knowledge with everyone. And I was, I was telling this to Senior earlier before the show started, and uh, I guess you guys were cut out for a second. But, you know, um, I, I feel honored to be a part of this team as far away as I am physically, but that we have this medium that even though Alan didn't have his, his old radio show, that we gave – we continued his legacy just a little bit extra on this show. Um, with whatever audience that we reach, because that was his his passion. It's what he enjoyed doing, and he let everyone know, and he did it with a smile on his face. He, like you said earlier, Junior, he forgot more knowledge in the cigar world than we even know combined. Um, and I, I was I was proud to to know. I'm, we you know I think we all met him at the Chattanooga tweet up many years ago, and when he was doing his uh, his radio show there. Um, and then afterwards, after we got to meet him and everything, then when Chattanooga Tweet Up went away, he said, well, we'll just do an event at my own house. And that's how we all re-met up again. Um, Woodstock. Yeah. yeah, it was Woodstock <laughs> Tweet Up is what he called it. And basically, you know, it, it wasn't really a festival. It was just a bunch of us, you know, me and Darlene and Jerry and Senior. We all got together. We had you know, burgers and we smoked cigars and we drank. And we was just it was a wonderful time at his own personal home. He was so passionate. He said, well, why don't I just bring the party back to my place instead of just relying on a third party company to host some sort of event. We can just do it here. It was private and it was, it was good, clean fun. Um, and I will never forget that. Um, and I, I regret that we won't be able to do it again with Alan. Um, he will be, he will be missed in this industry. 
Oh, absolutely. And the comment was made earlier that, you know, he opened his house to us and stuff like that. But he would have been offended if you were doing business or coming through anywhere close and didn't stay at his home. Right. He was just that type person. Yeah, he and yeah. Murray were, were hosts for us so for many, many trips down here, and we thoroughly enjoyed all of them. Uh, can I just jump back for a second? We were talking about passion, and in a lot of cases, that's an overused word these days, but that man truly had it. Uh, he was incredibly intelligent, incredibly perceptive, incredibly, as, men talk, as Ben talks about, organized. And out of that thought process, I, I heard some amazing cigar reviews. Yeah, definitely. He, you know, much like what he talked about in his uh, segment there just a few moments ago, he he spent so much time and a lot of that time, you know, he would be alone and just him and the scar away from all distractions, you know, taking that time to really savor all the aspects of, you know, the various flavors and uh, the quality and the construction of the smoke. But he, he would also take it a step further and, look into, you know, if, if the information was there, who blended it, what factory it came out of, you know, the history of the company, if it had an interesting story. So he would really, you know, it's cliche to say, but he, he would go the uh, the extra mile. Absolutely. Uh, with those cigar reviews. And, you know, it was, it. I, I first met him at TweetUp, and he was involved at that time with, the Cigar Guys radio show, which was his baby, his creation, really. Uh, back in those days, they were on a branch of ESPN radio in Atlanta. And, you know, they had a really, really good following, and they kind of brought the show up to TweetUp. And, and to tell you the reach of TweetUp in and of itself, uh, sad in itself that, that 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 event no longer exists, because it, it Chattanooga, Tennessee, we all converged, and it brought together a family from Atlanta, two people from Alabama that are family and, you know, people from Ohio that, and now we're all sort of one giant family. And of course, one of us had to defect to Maine, but uh, I wonder who maybe, maybe one day we'll get you south of the Mason Dixon again. (laughs) Well, we're going to rise again. That kind of shows the, the, yeah, I'll get my great jumpsuit and my musket, will, and I'll meet you guys will. down there. Ben, the wall, the wall's going on the southern border, so you'll yeah. still be able to come down. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the southern border of Kentucky. Okay. Well, I'm the, the southern border of Kentucky is where it's going. But. Southern border of Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, the, it, tweet up really brought us all together, and you know we were goofing around playing their their trivia games that day, which by some miracle, senior won. Um, oh, maybe because he was smart <laughs> by some miracle you mean knowledge I just figured it was the 20 bucks I gave him well, that, that the bribery. Hey, but, it helps uh, when you got the answers before you start well now if you were, if you want to go down that road uh, the, the, you lost the second round of trivia because uh, John uh, John Johnson from also from Trade Day Cigars tried to help you cheat but you weren't getting the message. Yeah, I, I missed that one altogether. Yeah, afraid... I, I don't remember the context of the question, but the, the answer was uh, Brazilian Arapiaca. Yeah, the rapper for the black. Yeah, and he's over there going, black, black, black. Yeah. 
And I don't know. Johnny's over there bouncing his head <laughs> off the wall trying to give me the answer. I'm like, yeah. and I'm just drawing a blank. And I'm looking at him, still drawing a blank. Oh. Uh, he well, you was, know, it, yeah. as much as he was involved with cigars and, and my goodness, what a contribution he made, there are so many other things about Alan that just we all loved. And one thing was his sense of humor. Uh, the man yeah. loved to tell jokes. <laughs> I swear, I think he enjoyed the jokes more than we did. But it was just fun watching him tell them. We could make like a far side calendar of little drawings and just put little Alanisms underneath. As yeah, the joke. right. We could. That's what it was. A little far side of Alan. Yeah. And what made it good with Alan was he didn't have that demeanor of a jokester. No. You know, he, he has more of a professional persona that comes through. Yeah. But underneath lies the jokester. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention, otherwise you'll exactly. take him too. You can't you, you can't take him too seriously because that's just his persona. But yeah, he really was. He was funny. Yeah, <laughs> another thing I always admired about Alan too was his fashion sense. He and I both the Hawaiian shirt thing that was big with both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, my my. Most recent, uh, did he ever buy the one with the cat and the American flag yeah. and the fireworks? Yeah, I believe he got it. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that was uh, that was the last one that uh, he he came out and presented to us. You said it was uh, a cat and an American flag. No, it was oh. a bunch of cats uh, yeah. oh. with sparklers, um, and it was a Fourth of July thing. Okay, uh, I hope so. But, yeah, but it was it was quite. Uh, yeah, he was always proud that he did his fashion shopping at Walmart, and I, you know, I went upscale. I went to Kohl's. You know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, the the little tiles and the yeah, you spent extra. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it was it was after I'd stayed here for the first time. It was probably the first year I went to Dragon Con. I had gone home for a while. He had kind of at that point he had kind of stepped away from cigar cigar guys radio um, for a while, and you know I think he was kind of looking to get back into that game. And uh, I get a random voicemail from him one day that says, hey, call me when you get a chance. I got a question for you. So uh, I sat down on the porch smoking a cigar and called him back. And he said, um, so what do we got to do uh, to meet up and get together? And I, the question kind of went over my head because I was like, you know, is he talking about going, meeting up for dinner? What, what are we talking about? You know? Yeah. But he's like, no, no, I didn't mean that. He's like, you know, he's like, what have I got to do to uh, – you know, kind of join up with you guys uh, with, with cigar tipsters. And I thought about it for a second and I'm like, that's pretty much all you had to do was ask, you know, <laughs> it's like, I, he thought there was good. I don't know if he thought there was going to be an interview process or what, but he's like, you know, how do I get in? And I'm like, you know, he heard in. a couple, he heard a couple of your broadcasts and he thought, Oh dear, they need some help. That's, that's what brought him. Around. That's probably yeah, that is true. That's what brought him around. I, you know, I was saying just this morning to, to Senior that, uh, you know, me and Ben pretty much can't be left unchaperoned with, with microphones because <laughs> it will it's deteriorate. Just two you know? yeah. <laughs> pretty soon it'll just be you. and. <laughs> yeah, the other day Ben said uh, we were talking about doing the occasional show with just the two of us, and he's like, do you think we can be serious? And I was like, well, yeah. Probably, no, <laughs> no, I <Nah>, forget it. <laughs> it went, yeah, it went downhill quick. <laughs> oh God, I remember. Uh, I was actually it was I think it was the second time I came to Dragon Con, 
uh, I sat down at the table. Alan walks in the door and he says, uh, "He's like, I got This was right after he joined us. He's like, "I've been listening to the episodes when I'm at work." And he said, "We got to talk about episode number." <laughs> I want to say it was 27. I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and see which number's missing at this point in time. But he's like, "He's like, you got to take that down." And I was like, "What's wrong with it?" And he's like, "Well, you pretty much." Um, then I'll just go ahead and use the crude language. He said, uh, you motherfucked everybody in the cigar business in one hour. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, what did we do? It, it was a post-IPCPR show, but apparently we spent the entire time crapping on, um, I think, Drew Estates and Gurkha at that time. <laughs> Drew, had just, Drew had just been bought by Swisher at that point. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of knowledge jokes. with that one. Yeah. After hearing that, Alan knew you needed help. So. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, well, I'll, I'll use the term again. Our, our chaperone there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he, yeah, he really was. It's just two rambunctious college kids drinking too late. And he's like, guys, you need to go to bed. You got to be, you know, doing the responsible thing. And yeah. then, you know, the ironic thing is, is like one of his. I don't know if it's still posted, but like one of his last episodes, he does let loose. A little bit. And if you listen to it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But he does go on a small little tangent. Okay, it was a big tangent. It was a tangent on something to do with Office, was it 365, Junior? He just, he hated it. And he wanted the world to know. And it was funny because he was dead serious about hating this program. I'll put it this way. The way the way that we have crapped on Gurkha, he crapped on Office 365. He hates it. <laughs> He'll never have to deal with it ever again. God bless him. <laughs> you know, we've, we've talked about his cigar knowledge and his, his uh, sense of fashion. Now, you know, it's something I do want to go back to was his, just his genuineness, his generosity and, uh, just what a good man he was uh, all around. Uh, you, you could not ask for a better friend. Uh, you, he was, uh, he was boisterous. He was loud in a good way. And he was he, down to earth. That's oh, what yeah. I liked about him. He was very yeah, down to earth. Absolutely. And he just was a great friend. And uh, he and Marley, Marley was a perfect hostess. He was a perfect host. Didn't matter how long you wanted to stay. You were welcome. And you knew you were. It actually, uh, oddly enough, speaking of staying, it, it, it became a running joke that um, he, he had heard a story somewhere that uh, I don't remember all the details, but it, this guy would have people over to his house and he, he, basically he would have a pineapple on the table. <laughs> and when, when the pineapple went away, that was the, the international signal for get out of my house. <laughs> So it, it essentially became a running joke that anytime we all came down here, we would buy a couple of pineapples and, you know, set them around the house just in case. It's like, you know, if we, if we wear out our welcome, just remove the pineapple. Of course, then we ran into the problem of we started eating the pineapples. Yeah. Um, so Darlene uh, came up with a solution and bought a glass light-up LED pineapple. Uh, I'll try to catch a picture of that and post it on Twitter at some point. But uh, yeah, we have the uh, essentially a permanent pineapple. Yeah. Uh, you always felt welcome at uh, Marley and Alan's house. You did. You still do. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good all-around fellow. He really was. I know it's simple to say, but he really, he was a down. You could hang out with him for hours and not get tired. 
you know, true. just there was always something to learn or something to joke about or something, to, you know, topics of whatever, even if it didn't have to do with cigars, just being there. I mean, it was just, he was just a cool guy to, to talk to, you know, and there's not many people like that. A lot of wisdom, a very intelligent man. He's very, very intelligent. Very yeah, he was. And I have to tell you just a little antidote real quick about uh, coming down here. Uh, last year, we, we were coming down for, uh, we were going to plan on spending the month of uh, January in Miami. And on the way down, uh, Darlene said, I'm, I'm almost as excited about going to visit Alan Marley as I'm going to Miami. Well, that's saying something. That's just how they made you feel. And they still do. Yeah. You can have just as much fun. Right. And more cigars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was never a shortage of cigars there. No. Nope. No, and, and still not. Uh I, I, you you will wander around this house and you know open open a drawer or open a closet and suddenly there's more cigars and more ashtrays and more. Uh, actually, Darlene was talking about that today that she, she stumbled on was it ashtrays? The coat closet, yeah, yeah, ashtrays closet. in the coat closet. The coat <laughs> closet is uh, full of them. <laughs> That's Alan. Never got rid of them, just kept collecting them. No, I, I mean, the, there's a den right when you walk in their front door. There's yeah. just nothing but uh, cigar paraphernalia of one kind or another, ashtrays, mm-hmm. tins. Uh, I don't know what you call those big uh, circular doodads. Yeah, I can't agree with you at the moment. But yeah, and he, he wasn't has, stingy with any canisters, of that's the Oh, word no, for not it. at all. Not at all. Every time we come down to visit, he would kind of excuse himself and come back later with a box of like number one of one thousand, and, and bust it open and start passing out cigars. Yeah, yeah. Very he's actually man. got uh, he's actually got a box in there right now that's number one uh, out of a collection of uh, Monte Cristos of some kind, and he's even got some uh, a sealed box of pre Davidoff Camachos sitting mm-hmm. in there. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, neither did we until we started checking. Uh, we went in there uh, checking humidification and uh, came up with, I think, 15 boxes that were still sealed. Yeah. Good grief. Man, new stuff. And then they found more after I left. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah. like everywhere you turn, the inventory continues. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was funny. Some of the the people who spoke at the funeral, you know, he had this way of telling telling jokes or stories. Sometimes that there there might be a punchline that not everyone would get. And one of his one of Marley's nieces kind of experienced this. We we found this out where you know she would not necessarily get the joke, but she would kind of keep laughing and smiling and nodding and. You know, just move on. But if if you didn't put his joke over in the right way, he would stare at you. I don't know, a good ten or fifteen seconds, and then he'd just throw up his hands and get disgusted with you and move on. Just because you know, it's like your your joke went over his head, and he just didn't have time to you know explain it to you. Yeah. That and uh, he did love organization. Uh, the guy that he works for. Uh, basically said if you really wanted to piss him off, move one of his pens. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all? Just move a pen? Yeah, every, everything has a place. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's it's definitely a, a somber time for, for the crew and for, I think, it, he had 
some incredible connections in the in the actual industry. So a lot of outpouring, a lot of people uh, in the industry actually you know, came to the funeral ceremonies and stuff like that. Um, he served in the military. You said it was a military funeral, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, full full military honors. Um, mm-hmm. That was a, a very unique experience in itself. It's one of those things that, and Ben, I think you mentioned this, and I'm kind of stealing it here, but it's one of those things that you kind of see in movies, and, you know, it's it's a very fascinating thing to see in real life. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've only, I've not been to an actual one, but, you know, they had the 21 gun salute and all that. It's very, and then they fold the flag and they give it to Marley, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. So I, I can only imagine being in that kind of place setting to see that. I mean, that's just the thought of it is the imagination is moving, you know, what yeah. a very. Yeah, I can, I, I can see the, the flag from where I'm setting. It's up mm-hmm. on the mantle. Yeah. Rightful place. Good place for it. If there was nothing else you knew about Alan, the fact that he actually just served for his country like that alone to me gives gets my respect. Yeah. And then just on top of that, you know, passion later on in life for cigars and all that. But I think he started off with a commitment to excellence and he carried that trait yeah. in everything that he did all yeah. the way from, I don't know if it was from his military training or not, whatever, but it was just his style and he, everything was organized, had their place, like you said, Jerry, and he used that for everything and you could see that organization in his life um you know it's just that just a giant of a man in the industry you know yes he will definitely be missed for many yeah. reasons yeah 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 you'll talk about that too another thing about about other than sitting inside the hawaiian prince which we shared of course uh, anytime that you ever saw Alan go to work, everything was perfect. The shirt was ironed, the tie was perfect, the shoes were shined. You know, again, that was just part of Alan. You know, <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, they uh, and Marley was telling us about this that they uh, they came to Alan and they wanted him to essentially participate in Casual Friday. <laughs> uh, you know, polo shirts, sneakers, jeans, that yeah. kind of thing. And he said no. Oh, no, he did it, but he, he came downstairs and he's like, what was it that he said? He felt like he was going to the park. <laughs> yeah, he said he felt like he was going to the park, not going to work. <laughs> that sounds like Ellis. And, and if people are wondering who I'm talking to, his wife Marley is sitting next to us and Jerry's wife Darlene is sitting across from us. Where, so if, I, if you think I'm insane for asking confirmations, that's who we're talking to. Yeah, And, and the hospitality continues at the Reedman house. Marley is a very, very gracious host, too. We enjoy being with her. Yeah, it's, um, it's been hard. He, he, was, um, he, he became a very, very close friend to all of us. Yes. And, you know, he, he became part of the show and a part of the crew. So it, uh, it, it hits hard in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things I was sitting there thinking the other night. I was like, I don't think any of us in this room or you know, on this show right now. I don't think any of us will ever light a cigar again without thinking of him. No, that's true. No, not anymore. It'll be, it'll be a tribute to to him. He's earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, uh, right after Mark found out, he, uh, sent me a picture and had a vicarious blue and lit it up and, 
he's like, the text read just seemed like the thing to do. And yeah. I sent him, I sent him back a text of the one that I had lit up at the same, had to have been within just a few moments of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> believe me, it was not a, uh, that was, I don't know, that was probably about 7.30 or 8 o'clock on a Sunday night, and it was not a night conducive to smoking. It was about 40 degrees and raining, so I ended up sitting in my car and doing it, but, you know, it just felt like the right thing to do at the time. You're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Senior, you feeling better? I'm getting there. I've been fighting it for about a week, but I, I think I'm on the upward trend. Bad stuff. Well, you need to get better, buddy. We need to I see appreciate it. Time. Yes. Sorry, I missed you guys. Yeah, we do too. We really do. Yeah, only by about 24 hours. But yeah. uh, well, for what it's worth, I make your boy behave when he's over here. Somebody needs to. He's a handful. I understand. <laughs> Jerry, how's uh, how's Trey J going? I see you've been doing some events. Like yeah, at, doing, uh, we're doing Jungle good. Gyms and all that. Doing okay. We're good. We're um, finally. Um, it looks like this is going to be a year for maybe some expansion. Uh, okay. Not a whole lot right now, but the next couple months, I think some good things are going to be happening for us. So yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Got a new cigar coming out. Uh oh. Yep. Some a little different. It's going to be a Corona. Uh, believe it or not, a box press Corona size with a San Andreas wrapper. Is that a box? Sounds good so far. Uh, it's uh, we just had a few. We had for out for taste testing, and we got 100 percent feedback on it. So everybody seems to taste seems like it's pretty tasty. So hopefully they got that in the works. And we are, I think, we are returning back to the IPCPR this year. Good. Yeah, that's very good. So yeah, we're we're doing okay, fellas. Appreciate you asking. Yeah, yeah. pretty much had me at San Andreas because everybody knows I, I enjoy a. You do enjoy San Andreas. You, San Andreas you say that you do. <laughs> you <laughs> verbally make that known, like I do. That was, okay, that's so. the only reason we did it. Let's go, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't want to get sidetracked because we're not here to talk about Trey J or anything else. We're here to talk about Alan and. Um, I know. Just nice to hear good news, but sure. but, but but at the same time, you know his his passion was totally cigar, so he would be he'd psyched, want to know psyched for a new <laughs> cigar coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could I could give you one update, fellas. We've got fourteen shops in Miami and one in, in Daytona now. Nice, right on. Yeah, yeah they, a hot shot sales guy down there. Yeah, they've got a gentleman down there by the name of Rene Cardona. You may have seen him floating around on Facebook, but he is like salesman extraordinaire down there yeah boy i told him i told jerry i said he got them uh, 15 shops in florida and i couldn't get it couldn't even get them one in alabama yeah. <laughs> hey senior i think we really need to get him some therapy about that he's, he's still, he's still tore up about he, that I, I, when i left the state i was over but he still throws on there oh he, he i got i got stayed stuff. that way for a while <laughs> i moved out of the state <laughs> Uh, that's what I told him a minute ago. I said I denounced it and left. Yeah, Ben moved to the north way too. So, <laughs> although I, you know, now that I think about it, I moved to Tennessee and Ben moved to Maine. I'm kind of taking that one a little bit personally. Yeah, yeah. What did I do? 
Well, we, we were going to be state buddies, you know. Yeah. We, were, we were going to be like Knoxville, Nashville brothers, and then you just ran off to the northeast. Like I just, I was trying to find Sasquatch, and you know, he's up here somewhere. I got to find him. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you go much more north, you're going to be in Canada. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with the government shutdown, I figured I, I got to get my prescription from somewhere. So <laughs> I'll just hop the fence and go over there and say, "Hey." <laughs> Need some, need some medication. Yeah. My friend senior, he's coughing up a lung. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, send me something back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Darlene or Marley, do you guys want to? They can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> I thought I'm not on speakerphone, am I? No, we, me and Jerry have headsets in because if are you kidding? We know what kind of mouth you got. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Never mind. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's the summertime, but we we wanted to take a little time out tonight just to kind of, you know, in in our own way, say goodbye to our friend. And like I said, I don't think any of us will light up without uh, thinking of Alan again in the future. So, uh, for those of you who in, enjoyed his work here on the show, and uh, for those of you who knew him personally, go out there and uh, strike one up because I, I think. I think I can say this safely that uh, if Alan could pick the way that he would want to be memorialized, it would be uh, with with people smoking cigars in his memory. Absolutely. He kind of reminds he kind of reminds me of that old saying from Mark Twain. He says, "If there are no cigars in heaven, then I shall not go." That's, mm-hmm. That seems to be like the dedication. Like if he's in, you know, that he's now that he's in heaven, I'm sure he's lighting up all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him one bit. Uh, I, I was I'm proud to have worked with him even distance and visit him and know him that much on on this show. I, I was I'm proud to know him. I learned a lot and I was grateful for the time that I got to know him. I really Absolutely. Am. Not not meaning speaking cliches, but you know, every one of our lives were better because of Alan and every one was diminished some with his passing. We're, we're gonna miss him. We loved him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a candle that's not lit anymore and that's that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he, he will be very much missed. Um, the, you know, we took a, admittedly, we took a hiatus for uh, the time that, that he was ill. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of didn't want to do the show at the time. But uh, as things settle down here, we are going to crank things back up a little bit and kind of, you know, try to get back to where we were at least yeah. a little bit. Uh, myself, Ben, you're going to be hopping in and out and, you know, try to get back to some semblance of normalcy, but we wanted to do this show kind of in memory uh, of Alan and just as kind of a tribute to everything that he brought into our lives and to cigar tipsters in general. Uh, I want to thank Jerry for taking the time to be here with us tonight. Sure, thank you. And Senior for being here, even though he's uh, nursing a cough there. Yeah. Fellas, look at this way. This show is... I didn't. pleasure. Excuse me, Senior, I didn't mean to interrupt, but after all, this show is part of his legacy now, so it's something you want to keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, as as I've heard Alan many, say several times in the past, uh, smoke with me if you got him. Bye.